The day is over, but the night has just begun. This is WTMJ Nights, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue. Here's your host, Brian Noonan. Well, happy hump day. Welcome to WTMJ Nights. Glad you're with us on a bittersweet edition of WTMJ Nights. If you want to get involved in the program, we would love to have you. 855-616-1620. That is the Old National Bank talk and text line. Old National Bank, get old. If you call in, you'll be talking to Tommy. And this is the last time I can say that for a while. If you haven't heard the big news, Tommy is off to broaden his broadcast horizons this summer. Uh, so tonight is his last night on the show to say I am uh, a little bit sad is an understatement, but uh, Tommy also knows how much uh, I wish him well. So if you call in tonight, be nice to Tommy. Say hi. Tell him uh, to wish him well. Also, if you want to text in, let's do it. It's the text question of the night. Tonight, as I said, is Tommy's last show. What advice would you give Tommy as a young man venturing out for a new chapter in his professional life? Ooh. Yes, you're because you're not leaving the business. You're going on to to work for a uh, the North is it the Northwoods League? Northwoods League, yep. Northwoods League. You're going to be working with a baseball team up there, and you're going to be doing some broadcasting, and you're going to zip line in a uh, mascot suit. Nope. You're going to do all kinds of crazy stuff. That's in Kenosha, but no, yes, I I will be <laughs> like you said. I liked how you put it, broadening the broadcast. Yes. You're, you're uh, getting more experiences. You're putting another entry on your resume. You're looking at a, another area to branch out into in this business. And if you want to, you know, you, you scoffed at my mascot on the zip line saying it's only Kenosha. Maybe that's the kind of forward thinking they're looking for in the Northwoods. Yeah, state. all that renovations that they're going to have to go through to get a zip line everywhere. Yeah, that, that'll that be worth it. The Northwoods, they have tall trees. Yeah. It, it should go together very easily. Go right from a tree in the woods to home plate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's pretty much what I'm saying. It's all waiver forms for these interns to fill out the entire <laughs> summer. We all know that interns are expendable. We love them. They work hard. But there's always a bunch of them. We need more interns here. I know. Well, that's you know that goes back to a time when uh, all radio stations used to have interns. And then those interns got feisty and wanted to get paid. <laughs> and uh, then the government found out that radio stations weren't paying interns and went, well, you've you got to pay people if they're going to you know, work for you. Oh, yeah, I don't think it was legal to say how much I was making as an intern here when I no. started. <laughs> no, and, and you know what? And th no radio station was exempt from that. You know, anytime you listen to a, if you listen to a crazy rock morning show and they had an intern that would go out and get uh, punched in a garbage can or whatever, uh, none of those people were getting paid. To be they fair, might get a concert ticket here or there. They might get some swag. Hey, look at this. You get an Aerosmith t-shirt. Rock on. It was or, definitely you know, more hands-on when as an intern here. So I did feel like I was doing something. It wasn't just a coffee runner or anything right. like that. So I did appreciate my time as an intern, but I think we just got them back, and I don't think I saw a single one of them this last year. Yeah, it's it's a rough gig. you got to see, and it's... It's. I think part of it is that the landscape has changed so much in broadcasting that, you know, before, if you wanted to get into broadcasting, you had to get in at a TV station or a radio station. And if you were lucky enough, you know, an internship here 
at uh, WTMJ was a big deal. And it's still a big deal, but back when there weren't, you know, back when everybody wasn't creating content sitting on their toilet with their YouTube, oh boy, that was the old man sentence. Yeah, screaming day. at a cloud right there. Yeah, just, just shaking my face. But it's true. Now there's broadcast content everywhere. You can... You can be big on TikTok. You can be big on YouTube. You don't have to go the traditional route of broadcast radio and broadcast television. So people are like, why should I intern? I have I know all the editing because I learned it myself at my house. Uh, I don't need to do this because I'm doing it already. I work with cameras and lighting. I edit audio all the time, which is if you have a good internship at a radio station you were getting to do that kind of stuff well great sell to get me to come back here brian (laughs) no listen but you're different you're not an intern you actually have a job fair enough so that's you're you're a paid employee now again it's radio so we you know take that take that for what it's i am paid you are a paid employee and a valued employee i like to think so you put both of those things in there but yeah so intern it's you know it's a, you got to be really dedicated to the profession, which I know you are, which is why you made not only a good intern, but a great producer. Whereas some interns want to come in and they do just want to hang around or they immediately think they're going to get on the air. And it's like, well, wait, you're, no, you're here to learn stuff. And maybe if you're lucky and you work hard and you produce something, that'll get on the air. It's done so well for me. Is somebody crying in the background? Is everything okay? I don't think anyone's crying, no. I hear something. I just I was like, wait a minute. That might so be like your somebody's place. in danger. Does Wyatt have a hostage? I always knew he'd snap. Yeah, he he could be the hostage himself. To be fair, if we've oh seen my gosh, right? I would hope not. Listen, don't uh, we don't want to we don't want any of those SWAT calls. I'll, I'll close the door. I'll make sure. Don't be swatting. Don't be swatting anybody here at the uh, at the station. Everything is fine. So yeah, tonight is Tommy's uh, tonight is Tommy's final night. Uh, wish him well. If you have some advice as a young man moves on to a new chapter, not closing the door here because, as we talked about, Tommy's still going to be doing some uh, drive-through window reviews and touching uh, touching base from the Northwoods League from oh, yeah. time to time, giving us big Northwoods League updates, which, to be honest, people have been clamoring for here at uh, here in Milwaukee for a long time. So it, it's pretty gonna... popular in Wisconsin more than other places, I would say. College summer baseball? It, it, yeah. You know, the uh, both the Madison Mallards and the Kenosha Kingfish, I believe, last season averaged a higher attendance than the o- Oakland Athletics this year. Really? Yes. Well, that... That doesn't surprise me. You heard the story of their announcer, didn't you? Yeah, the possum. In the- <laughs> <laughs> that could have been, oh, my God. And if you haven't heard the story, friends, uh, count yourself as lucky because uh, I know we can't play it. I, I Have you heard the unedited version? Oh, I did hear that one as well, too. Okay. I, uh, I heard the unedited version, and even the beeped version we can't really go. But if you haven't heard the story... The and, and Tommy, I hope you. I hope this served as a cautionary tale because you said you're going to be doing some of the games. You're going to be broadcasting some of these games. All of them, R- all of the games. All right. So this is as somebody who's done and you've done some before, and you're going to be doing more play-by-play sports. It's a different animal than us just sitting here chopping it up about all kind of crazy things. But did that scare you at all? Um, not with that word. 
No, well, you know, I mean, <laughs> I that not. that's uh, that's not something I could really ever see happening for sure. Like, I would say in like my profanity, maybe. Right? Yeah, I mean, I've been known to every once in a while, but nothing. No, I, I've got a pretty clear mind when I go into something like that. I like to think yeah. so. I do all right on this show, at least too. So that's yeah, been, you that's haven't been dropped practice. any. Uh... Haven't dropped anything here, and neither have I. So that's good. We're both we're both in the clear. If you hadn't haven't heard it, the uh, the announcer for the Oakland A's was he was he the TV announcer or the radio guy? TV announcer. He's the TV announcer. He's been there for twenty years. Um, he was talking about their day in Kansas City, and he started talking about what a wonderful day he had in Kansas City. Uh, we got to do two things. We went to the Negro League Museum. Unfortunately, he did not use the correct terminology. It's a rough uh, look. It was a rough look. It was re- You know what was even rougher? His sidekick didn't correct him nothing. They just glossed over it. like it was any other sentence that he had said and then the apology was real weird cuz he came back and said, "Well, uh, I have to apologize. I I apparently said something. Um, I don't <laughs> I'm like, how do you not know? And how does that how does that word just roll off your tongue so easily? Well, and there was a pause beforehand too. It was a rough look. Yeah, it was. It was really bad. And you know, uh, I know some people are calling for his his termination. I think a suspension. You got to suspend him for a couple weeks. Yeah. You've got to. At uh, least. And you know, let it kind of blow over. And you know, it's the A's, so maybe nobody's watching. <laughs> Nobody, nobody would have heard it unless it was on the news. But it was any broadcaster is going to go, "Oh my God, how does this happen?" Because even though it sounds like sometimes we're just, and, and sometimes we are just going off, you know, the top of our heads, we're we're goofing around, we're talking about whatever things come up. It's always in the back of your mind. You, you you've kind of trained yourself because I do swear in real life. Uh, what? More than I should, probably. <laughs> You're a first and especially in front of children and women, I love to swear. <laughs> I go to church, I'm dropping F-bombs up and down the aisle. So, you know, but I've trained myself here to not do that. So to hear, to hear a guy who's been, to get to the major leagues as a play-by-play guy, you've got to, like, like Tommy's doing, you start in small leagues and you work your way up and you pay your dues and you get thousands and thousands of innings of baseball called and then maybe you get the call to go to the major league team and all of a sudden you're there and then you do well and you're there for 20 years and you got to be thinking man my life is golden everything is perfect then you have to go to kansas city don't you and kansas city is a career killer so yeah that was that was rough so just that would be my advice to you tommy don't go to kansas city I noted. All right. <laughs> Jeff says, uh, Tommy sounds like a smart guy, so my only advice is that if he ever gets to the Timber Rattler Stadium, try the Venom Burger. Ooh, that seems like a ballpark drive through window. Yeah. that may. Listen, you'll be going to some different uh, Northwoods League stadiums, won't you? I, I believe so, yeah. That, that could right, be a good go, one. That could be a yeah, we could do some, uh, there. some nor- ballpark, ballpark drive through window. I like that. All right, we've got out. So Tommy is here. The text question of the night. As Tommy heads off to a new chapter in his broadcast career, what advice would you give him? Um, 
What advice would you give Tommy on his way out? 855-616-1620. That is the Old National Bank talk and text line. Old National Bank, get old. It's WTMJ Nights. 855-616-1620. The Old National Bank talk and text line. Do police in Milwaukee schools make you think the schools will be safer? Or is the proposed legislation that we're going to talk about targeting specific places yes they are but is that going to change things i don't know i don't really think so uh right now the uh, school district mps already has 231 unarmed school uh, safety staff members a plan has just been um put forward in a bill by state lawmakers that would require Milwaukee public school officials to hire about two dozen police officers that could cost uh, the district an additional million dollars a year. They want to hire 25 police officers to be in schools. Uh, Now, they're not saying that it's to protect students and staff from outside attacks, you know, from shooters like we've been seeing all over the country. They're saying that uh, the schools that are targeted are for schools that have had at least 100 incidents of serious crime in one semester. At least 20 to 25% of those have had to result in an arrest. So on the surface, that sounds pretty good, right? If you've got a really violent school, you want to put an armed police officer in there. Um, these are the kind of crimes that they're using as criteria homicide sexual assault burglary robbery theft battery possession and use of illegal drugs firearm possession and disorderly conduct disorderly conduct is the only one that's a little gray because you know that could be anything from screaming to you know tipping over a garbage can whatever according to the bill's co-authors students and faculties need to feel safe when they're at school but a lot of people are against us now the Police, uh, Milwaukee State Police Unions um, are supporting this, but the Milwaukee Public School System, the ACLU of Wisconsin, Disability Rights Wisconsin, and groups representing school psychologists and social workers are saying, no, this is not good because it targets certain neighborhoods and certain schools and certain student populations, and that's not right. The... But what do you think? You know, I I get where both sides are coming from. And in this case, I have to come down on the sides of this bill. Because, yes, we do all want our schools safe. And if, and if an unarmed security officer isn't doing the job and you've got a school, think about it. In one semester, that's a very short amount of time. You know, maybe 16 weeks, 14, 16 weeks to have a hundred violent crimes where 25% of those leads to an arrest. That's not a school anymore. That's a prison yard. So in, in this particular instance with those criterion, I got to say, yeah, if this will help. Now, the MPS would not have to pay all of this, they would only have to pay a, or a fraction of this uh, proposed $1 million, the estimated cost that they took by taking a uh, first-year police officer's salary and figuring that. That's how, the, that's how it kind of 
They came up to about a million dollars. They're saying some COVID relief money could be is going to be used to pay the balance and the district only to pay part. The district is saying, no, listen, we already uh, we cut our contract with the Milwaukee police in June of 2020. That's, again, uh, you remember during the uh, racial justice protests that landed outside MPS offices. So they cut their ties with uh, the Milwaukee Police Office, M- Milwaukee Police Department. I think if you have that many problems, you gotta you you've got to get somebody. We, you know, when I went to school, we didn't have. I went to a, I went to a Catholic high school, all boy Catholic high school. We didn't have those kind of crime problems. I'm betting a lot of us that went to public schools, private school, whatever, there weren't those kind of problems. Unfortunately, in some places, there are those problems. And yes, it's it's unfortunate for some that. It's happening in these particular neighborhoods. Um, let's uh, let's get to Mike real quick. He wants to jump in. He's he's driving and talking. Mike, be careful. Welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing? The reason I'm why good. I this, uh, you know, it's time that the city of Milwaukee comes to Jesus. The place is a completely out of control city. You look up around. There's litter all over the streets. There's no buy-in. Because they're spending over a billion dollars a year for education in Milwaukee. 60% of kids don't even get past the ninth grade. The poor, the, few, the poor kids that are there to try to learn, they're being molested as well as the teachers by thugs in the classroom. There's no parental involvement because there's no parental guidance to start with. You've got animals coming to the school. The only other answer is going to be is to put police, our police, because otherwise they don't respond. In areas where these people are the worst, there's probably seven. Well, that's what the they're that's what they're looking at, Mike. They're looking at these schools, and, where, and it's very that, specific what schools pe- they would be in. That's uh, well, whatever they are. It's the tip of the iceberg of the problem of the entire city of Milwaukee. You got a circumstance here. Where well, that's no true, violence. and people you know, I everything for free. The government's there to protect everybody and giving people reasons not to be successful, not to create a good education, so people can go to McDonald's or whatever and, and work for $15 an hour, whatever the circumstances are, there is no incentive for people to be productive, responsible, mature, moral people. And that's the problem we have in most cities. Well, Mike, I, don't, I agree, I agree with some of you, and thank you for the call. I agree with some of what you said, Mike. I don't agree with all of it. I think there's always incentive for people to move on and do better. Uh, I do agree that Milwaukee has a lot of crime and a lot of issues. That doesn't make it unique. It makes it a major city. Yes, this would be the tip of the iceberg. There's, you know, if trying to solve everything is a fool's errand. So you have to pick one place to start and you move on. If they can get if if they can get these schools to a point, and I know I got a break, Tommy. I'm going to make your last night really tough. Because uh, I'm not going to do anything on time. That's wrong. I'm going to take the break now. We'll finish the thought. We'll talk about more uh, news next on WTMJ. Uh, oh, All right, on the other side of the news, uh, reckless driving. We're cracking down on it even more in Wisconsin. We'll finish up our thoughts about the uh, armed police officers in school. If you want to jump in on that, 855-616-1620. But I've made him wait long enough. It's 631. Time to go to the WTMJ 24-hour news center. Wyatt Barmore Pooley standing by. Brian Nooner, WTMJ Knights. 855-616-1620, the old National Bank talk and text line. Our text question of the night is, 
It is Tommy's last show with us. He is on to a new chapter of his broadcasting adventure. What advice would you give a young man starting out as he heads out the door? Oh, heading out the door, Tommy. It sounds so permanent. Yet we know it is not. We will be hearing from you down the road. Well, at least that's one of the things you say. Oh, yeah, you'll hear from me. And then we'll go, ah, yeah, Tommy, he left. We never heard from him again. I don't know what happened. He's just gone. Hopefully not. All right, so we were talking about this uh, legislation being put forward saying that uh, it would require the Milwaukee uh, public school system to hire at least 25 armed security guards, armed police officers, to be in the buildings. Now, the buildings are very specific. Once again, they are buildings that have had 100 violent incidents in a semester, which is ridiculous. They're, first of all, that, that, that's, that that's even happening should raise so many red flags that we don't know what to do. But 100 incidents of serious crimes on school grounds within one semester, at least 25 of those result in an arrest. So 25% of the violent incidents lead to an arrest. Uh, homicide, sexual assault, burglary, robbery, theft, battery, possession or use of illegal drugs, firearm possession, and disorderly conduct. They must have data that says there are schools that have this much violence in a semester. Uh, I know it sounds uh, Pollyanna of me to say I can't believe that's a thing, that there's that much. I know there's violence and uh, problems in schools. Obviously, I'm not, uh, you know, not an idiot, but... That, that seems like a lot, but that's where it would be going. Um, I think it's a good idea in, in this limited range. Now, it's being opposed by a lot of people. The Milwaukee Public Schools, for one thing. Um, the American Civil Liberties Union of Wisconsin. A lot of people. But police unions are saying, yeah, statewide and Milwaukee police unions are going, this, this is a good thing. I do think an armed police officer in a targeted environment like the ones they're talking about here is a good idea. I do think it will be a deterrent. And I think if you get the problem under control, you can then begin to figure out how do we weed this out? Because I have a feeling if you've got if you've got people in the schools who are doing this and they're still in school, it's probably because they think they have free reign. And at some points, obviously, with those kind of numbers, they do have free reign. But if you put something in there that is going to be a strong deterrent, and I think an on-duty police officer is that deterrent, maybe some of those people drop out now. Am I for that? No. But I don't, you know, as an educator myself, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be crying bitter tears if people who are causing those kind of issues in my school dropped out. I know it's I know it's a, a rough spot to be in because these kinds of schools with those kinds of problems tend to be in certain areas in certain neighborhoods. And those are neighborhoods where there's already a a lot of problems. If there's that much trouble in the school, there's that much trouble outside of the school. So then you would be saying, okay, well, we've driven these people out of the school, so now the kids who want to come and learn and the teachers who want to come and teach are going to be okay, but now you've just 
added more issues to the neighborhood. So there's no, there's no clean-cut answer. But if the job of the public school system is to educate people, then you have to do everything you can to create an environment where people can learn. And once you create an environment where people can learn, those people will do better. Those people will succeed. And they were the ones who probably were going to do okay anyway, but they've got so much on their mind at school, not getting robbed or beaten up or you know whatever, that it's distracting. But if you put them in an environment to learn, they will learn and they will do okay. From the 262, school liaison officers also create interaction with students who have not... Um, who have not previously had contact with police officers and create relationships that show the police are not always their enemy. Yes, and I think now there have been there have been other studies that say having armed police in the in the building creates mistrust. Uh, I'm you know I'm not dumb enough to believe that all of a sudden if you put a police officer in a building that community relations are going to skyrocket and everybody's going to be holding hands and singing kumbaya. It's going to take a long long time to build that trust but it is a step it's a step in the right direction if if handled correctly it will build some trust over time but it has to be handled correctly if you put officers in there and they're acting like stormtroopers that's just going to enforce any sort of problem that's happening out in the outside of school you know that's you know you have to you have to have a firm but steady and fair hand and you have to you have to create a presence that is not intrusive but is there it's clear it's obvious they everybody knows this officer is in the building but the officers only gets only gets involved when they need to they don't you know they're not walking up and down the halls getting involved in every little, you know, somebody calling somebody a name and then moving on. They're there to defuse. They're there to deter. That's it. And then maybe you've, you start creating an atmosphere that benefits not only the school, but the neighborhood itself. From the 9 to all those school violence numbers are astonishing. I think every school needs the equivalent of a bouncer at the entrances. I... I I don't think in a, in most places it's necessary. I think in a, in a proven, it's like it's like certain neighborhoods they have police patrols. Certain neighborhoods have enhanced police patrols because there's a record of crime happening that's needed. If your school has run of the mill school issues, I don't think you need an armed police officer an on-duty police officer, full regalia. You can have one of these 200 or some unarmed uh, security people. And that's fine. Again, doing it the right way. And anybody who has teenagers, if you have a teenager, you know this. You have to approach it in a different way. Because in our minds, like to me, a teenager is still a kid. They're an old kid, but they're still a kid. But that's not how, that's not the best way to interact with them. That's why I call Tommy Sir 90% of the time. Yes. Just not the just not the time we're on the air. Nope. We're off the air. Always Never. throw a mucho respecto. Always. 
Always. That's, that's Look what I do to you. I, <laughs> oh, listen, I feel the effects of what you do to me. You didn't have, you didn't have, uh, did you have any sort of security at your high school, Tommy? Uh, I mean, we had a resource officer, but no security or anything like that. What exactly? All right. We also for, for I went people to, who don't know the difference. What's a resource officer? So it's a school cop, right? I all mean, right. the guy who's a retired police officer that hangs around the school. We also the benefits of Cudahy High School are located in the same slab on the same block slab of the Cudahy Police Department. So oh my it, gosh, it right. is a thirty seconds response time, if that. It's City Hall, the police department, and the high school are all on the same slab block. In like well, the same nice. area. Well, that's good. Then you don't. You guys don't need a police officer in the building. No, they're right you there. The, you, you got the retired guy lurking out on the uh, on the blacktop. Shout out, <laughs> Officer Kaminsky. Right on, Officer Kaminsky. Now, did he roam the halls or was he just sitting on a stool? He did, but everyone kind of called him out, kind of thinking you're not a real cop anymore. <laughs> did you ever see him have to uh, rough somebody up? Take somebody out? I don't think he was really allowed to. I think he was able to investigate, and he was able to go into lockers. I don't think he, I mean, unless it was potentially dangerous, he never, oh, wow. he couldn't frisk someone down or anything. I bet that upset him. Oh, jeez. I bet he wanted, no, I bet he wanted to, you know, rough up some, some punks. Somebody probably mouthed off. He wanted to take him into a room with a phone book. Beat him yeah, around yeah well, well, nothing too crazy, I think, happened at Cuddy. A couple fights here and there, a couple of paraphernalia it's like you were talking about but nothing yeah. too serious well see and i'm bad i i know there was stuff going on at our high school but they didn't you know they didn't uh, search lockers we didn't have a resource officer we were we were in uh, not a great neighborhood either i would wait for the bus across the street from school and we were right in front there was a uh, fire station and then there were some uh, housing projects and uh, bottles would often get hurled at our bus stop as as the kids from the Catholic school got on the bus to go home to the various suburbs. And the people in the, the housing projects, they were not very happy with us for no reason other than we were snot-nosed punks. So that's when, that's when it was like, all right, I can go to the bus stop directly across from school or I can walk half, half a block down to the bus stop right in front of the uh, fire station. So that was probably that was a better move, because the firemen were there and the you know, you just hanging out by the fire station waiting for the bus. All right, let's do this, and then if you are a reckless driver, buckle up because you're gonna be in a lot more trouble, starting real soon. It's WTMJ Nights. Brian Noonan, WTMJ Nights. The governor has signed two more reckless driving bills. That are going to go into effect. Uh, you know, reckless driving can be anything from excessive speeding, guilty, racing, joyriding, or performing tricks, no running red lights at inter running lights at intersections, blocking the flow of traffic, driving outside the lanes of traffic, and displaying aggressive driving or road rage. Uh, like I said, I am guilty. Well, I don't know if I excessive speeding, but I definitely have uh, displayed aggressive driving. I mean, are you a 10-over guy, a 5-over guy, 7-over guy? I'm a 10-over guy. Okay. Now, like in a residential neighborhood, I'm not doing that. You know, um, if I'm driving through where people live, you know, side streets and stuff, I'll keep it, say, say it's 25 miles an hour, I'll keep it around 30, okay. 25 to 30. Yeah, I'm the same way. I kind of, I, I, I mean, I was driving highways 
for the last two years pretty much exclusively. So if you drive 70 the whole way, you're insane. I I just don't know how you do it. Oh, you want to go faster? Uh, Yeah, I'm all day 77. Oh, on the the highway, forget about it. My paint's peeling off the car. You (laughs) you better get out of the way. Now, and I say I do that not recklessly, and I believe that to be the case because I'm paying attention while I'm driving. I'm an aggressively defensive driver, I always say. That that's the perfect way to describe it. I'm aggressive, but I also am paying attention and I'm looking and I'm, you know, thinking ahead and I know before you at me, oh, the unexpected could happen. Yes, I know. But if I'm looking ahead and I can see there's nobody in these lanes, I can get over there and I'll go and I'm, you know, so I'm a, I'm a left laner until someone behind me wants to go faster and I move over immediately. So I don't know if people hate that. No, I, I well, one, I respect it because that's what you're supposed to do. Two, I'm a left laner until I'm behind everybody who's a left laner because that's the only way they can look at their phone and know that if they drift over to the left, they're going to hit the rumble. No, 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 no. Yeah. Yep. So they go, <laughs> oh, now I have to pay attention. I am... Uh, yeah, those people, there's a circle uh, in Dante's Inferno for those people who are driving in the left lane, not not going over the speed limit. Um, all right, so here's, here's the details. A lot of fines and penalties are being uh, raised for reckless driving. Tommy, I knew, we, I knew we had something else in common, so that is it, that we are both, uh, I would ride with you anytime. I would if too. That's your, if that's your driving style. Because I hate when I, I, that's why I don't like to be a passenger. You get somebody, they're going to go, like, the exact speed limit, or I'll go a couple over, but I don't know. And, like, my wife will my, – my wife doesn't anticipate what's coming. So she'll get right up on somebody and then stay behind them. And I'm like, if you were looking, you would have seen that they weren't moving and all the other lanes were open. And we Anyway, I don't want to get divorced uh, just by talking about this on the radio. So, uh, Assembly Bill 55, the fine for reckless driving doubles from between $25 and $200 to $50 to $400. There you go. Uh, that's for a first offense. Second or subsequent reckless driving offenses, fine also doubles from between $50 and $500 to between $100 and $1,000. Also, the legislation changes the law that increased the penalty for a second reckless driving offense only if that offense happened within four years of the first offense. Guess what? Now it doesn't matter. It could be five years. It could be whatever. You got a second uh, You got a second conviction? You're going to pay the money. Fine for recklessly endangering safety by illegally driving across a railroad crossing when required to stop doubles from between $300 to $1,000 to now up to $600 $2,000. Reckless driving that injures another person doubles up to six hundred to four thousand dollars. Length of time a driver can be held in county jail would double from between thirty days and a year to between sixty days and two years. And the maximum penalties for reckless driving that cause great bodily harm to another person increases from a fine of ten thousand dollars and imprisonment of three and a half years to a fine of ten thousand dollars and imprisonment of six years. And then they. There's another bill that came in that's for carjacking. If the person uses a weapon, the uh, penalty went up uh, from a maximum fine of 10000 and up to 40 years in prison. The new penalty would be 60 years in prison. There you go. Uh, so Milwaukee officials took advantage of this quickly. They were like, all right, let's do it. Boom. Um, they enacted an ordinance. 
uh, permitting police to impound vehicles using reckless driving when the person cited for reckless driving owns the vehicle and has not paid the fine for a prior reckless driving conviction. Oh man! So if you get if you get uh, you get busted the second time and you haven't paid your fine, bye bye car. Um, Jim, I don't know. Jim says uh, the fines don't mean anything. The chronic reckless drivers aren't paying the fine. Well, I, gotcha. Okay. But guess what? Now they're going to lose their car. And that, I think, will mean something. Michael says if you're in the left lane and somebody comes up behind you, you move over and let them through. They won't hold you up and they can uh, block for you. No, they should always. Yes, you always move over. If somebody comes up behind you, move over. But that's not happening. And I'm finding more and more, well, we gotta, we got to do that. I don't want to, you know, we could whine about driving every day uh, because a lot of people are horrible. But after the news, I want to know, I want to know if you're going to laugh at a particular type of joke. And if you do, what that means. We'll talk about that after the news, which comes right after this on WTMJ Nights. The day is over, but the night has just begun. This is WTMJ Nights, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue. Here's your host, Brian Noonan. Welcome back. Glad you're here. Bittersweet night on WTMJ Nights. Tommy's final night. Our text question of the night at 855-616-1620. Tommy is heading off to a new chapter of his broadcast career. What advice would you give a young man in the early stages of his career as he moves on to try new and different things. Uh, that's it. Special guest the next hour. I'm going to tease it. Justin Garcia is coming in. Tommy has produced for Justin as well. Um, Justin has joined us on the drive through window, which we'll do again tonight, and some other stuff. So Justin coming in so we can uh, celebrate Tommy a little bit as well. He could not right. miss my last day. No, I would hope not. That's why I was I was glad that the Brewers, and I actually talked to the Brewers and asked them to take tonight off so that we would have a I show. I appreciate that. You're welcome. I didn't want you to leave with just, you know, a call or a text or an email or a snub, a complete ghosting. So, uh, yeah, I'm glad we're all here tonight for the, uh, the final big show. So Justin will be in here after 8 o'clock, and uh, we'll have a good time. All right, I'm going to tell you a joke. Now, you may have heard this joke before, and I, it's not my joke. It's an old joke, a street joke, as we like to call it in the business. But depending on how you react to this joke, might tell you a little something about yourself. And I'll explain it, but let me tell you the joke first, and then you can tell me what's going on. Man walks into a rooftop bar, sits down next to another guy, and... Uh, Looks at the guy next to him and goes, hey, what are you drinking? Magic beer, says the other man. Oh, really? What's so magical about it? Well, let me show you. Guy swigs some of the beer, dives off the roof, flies around the building, then finally returns to his seat with a big smile. Well, it's amazing, the other guy says. Let me try some of that. So the guy grabs a beer, downs it, leaps off the roof, Plummets 15 stories to the ground. <laughs> the bartender just looks at the other guy, shaking his head, and goes, You know, you're a real jerk when you're drunk, Superman. All right. Tommy, did you find that joke amusing? Did you laugh at that joke? I, I smirked. I did. Okay. If you did, probably good news. If you did not, eh, 
We'll see. All right, a uh, a new study published in the Journal of Cognitive Processing. And the reason I bring this up is because the first time I heard that joke, I laughed. I didn't laugh like an idiot, but I laughed. Um, your reaction could indicate your intelligence. Yes. A team of psychologists concluded that people who appreciate dark humor, which is defined as humor that treats sinister subjects like death, disease, deformity, handicap, or warfare with bitter amusement, and presents such tragic, distressing, or morbid topics in humorous terms, may have higher IQs, show lower aggression, and resist negative feelings more effectively than people who turn up their noses at it. Yeah, all you higher, uh, high and mighty. Oh, I would never joke about that. Mm, okay. Um, so that's good news, Tommy, that you laughed, even if you laughed just a little. I, you know, I would I'm like sure. to think I'm an intelligent guy. Well, you would like to think that. This, this probably proved it. Uh, the t to test this correlation between sense of humor and intellect, uh, there were 156 male and female participants. They read 12 bleak cartoons from the Black Book by German cartoonist Uli Stein. Um, this is to paraphrase one of the jokes. See how you feel about this. It is a, a comic, you know, like a, a far side or whatever. Um, a mortician is shown reaching deep into the body of a dead person. And his nurse says, the autopsy's finished. He's just looking for his wristwatch. Again. That one I laughed a little more. Yeah, so you're getting smarter by the minute. The more you hang out with me, the smarter you're going to get. Yeah, I, I really appreciate dark humor. I like what some people would consider tasteless. There's, you know, there's certain things I don't like to joke about. Not too many, but a few. And it's also a matter of time. You know, I comedy plus tragedy equals time. Or comedy, tragedy plus time equals comedy. That's how it goes. <laughs> so, you know, I'm not, I'm not a guy who would make a 9-11 joke two weeks after 9-11. But 20 years after 9-11, I might make a 9-11 joke. Some people would like it. Some people wouldn't. And that's okay. Um, after the participants looked at that cartoon, they indicated whether they understood each joke, which is a big, that's part of it. Because these jokes have layers, and there's wordplay, and there's a lot of things going on. So if you don't understand it, obviously you're not going to think it's funny. So then they took some IQ tests. They answered questionnaires about their mood, aggressive tendencies, and educational background. The result was very, very consistent. Hearing this, do you, do you think your sense of humor tends toward the dark? Do you think that that is a benefit to you? Or are you one of these people who believe that, no, certain things cannot be joked about, and I don't care uh, what these tests say, I know I'm smarter than you tasteless buffoons who are going to laugh at uh, Superman causing a man to kill himself or a guy searching around the body of a dead person to get his wristwatch. We're better than you. We're on higher moral ground. I don't believe it. So, the consistent results. Participants who both comprehended and enjoyed the dark humor joke showed higher IQs. I believe it. 
reported less aggressive tendencies. That's the only part I'm worried about. And uh, then those who did not. Incidentally, the participants who least liked the humor showed the highest levels of aggression and the worst moods of the bunch. Well, if you think about it, if you don't understand something, you know, you're, you're going to get mad. Look at a chimp. Chimp doesn't understand something. He starts pounding on things, throwing stuff. That's probably like a person who doesn't understand a joke or doesn't find a joke funny. They're just they're just angry all the time, and they can't express themselves in a humorous way, so they just start uh, pounding on their chest and screaming. Do you tend to get dark in your stand-up routines? It depends. Uh, it depends on the night. It depends on the topic. I'm not... I would say I'm nowhere near as dark as some guys. Um, and overall, I would say my act is not. But there's a couple jokes in there that, you know, I do because I like them and they're a little darker. But no, I wouldn't say I'm, you know, I don't know who you'd compare me to. Um, but I'm not, you know, I'm like, not like an Anthony Jeselnik. No, I'm not. Uh, no, he's he's the far end of the now. Just because I don't do that kind of humor doesn't mean I don't appreciate it. But no, sure. I'm not nearly that. That dark, was the first no. dark humor guy I could think of. Yeah, he's and he's gotten much darker over the years. You know, because when he first, I remember seeing him on a roast a long time. It was like his first roast or something. And he was awful, and now he's really he's uh, dedicated himself. He's up to his game. He's very good. So, but no, I'm not. I'm not like that at all. You see the new Mulaney special? That one got pretty dark, too. I have to watch it. I saw his interview with Kimmel. It was last week. Well, before the strike. They reran it last night. That's how I just saw it. And, yeah, he, um, well, it was, you know, it's talking about his time in rehab and that he's, I didn't realize, I'll be interested to see it because I didn't realize just from his interview with Kimmel what a horrible coke addict he was and everything else and so he was not he was not a nice person even though his public persona was that of a nice guy and um but i always thought he, i always thought he was funny even even when we didn't know what he was up to so no i want to see it i want to see that special and i'd I recommend usually watch a, a lot of comedy specials it's a good time but gets yeah, a little you dark. liked it yeah it's, it's baby J. it's not my favorite john mulaney by any means but now that i know why it might not be i probably am not complaining about it <laughs> yeah, he had a whole different public persona before, which made him quite successful. So, but I I think it's brave when somebody can come out and make something that personal and that tough, humorous to people who, you know, you could be laughing and have never gone to rehab and not know anybody who's in rehab and if you can take that subject matter and make it approachable, I think that's I think that's a skill that a lot of comics don't have and I think it's really really brutally honest almost too honest cuz then you but he's also at a point where his career is is set he's he's doing okay he can he can be that honest where if you know you're just starting out and that's going to be your thing and nobody knows who you are you run the risk of them going who is it? we don't Yeah I mean he's at person. the top of Stand up yeah. near near the right. top. If anything, he's. I believe I just saw a stat that he's one of eight comedians to sell out MSG. So yeah. I mean, he's all the way up there. It's him, Sebastian Maniscalco, Bill Burr, Aziz Ansari did it. Yep. And uh, I'm sure between um, Tom Segura, 
who are the uh, who am I thinking? Nikki Glaser and um, oh, I'll think of her. The other uh, she's got a ton of uh, Eliza Schlesinger. Yeah, those yeah. Two do those two do big business? But man, so I, I listen. I'm feeling good that I'm feeling uh, that I'm smarter. You know. So here's how the it links to intelligence. Processing dark humor takes a bit more mental gymnastics. As I said, it's easier than knock-knock jokes. Complex information processing, Tommy. That's what we're doing. We're in complex information processing. We should it put requires... that on a shirt for WTMJ Nights. <laughs> complex information processing, WTMJ Nights. Right. we got to get some swag going. I like that. I like that T-shirt idea. Uh, see, but you're leaving now. Who am I going to trust to do we, that, we, Justin? I'll be the business guy from afar. All right. Yeah, listen, you can do that remotely. You can uh, cut yourself in. Head of Knight's Merchandise. Oh, that would be terrific. Uh, so, yeah, here's... All right, so... Um, these are some... These are, Now, this report was, again, from Cognitive Processing, but I read it in Reader's Digest. So they, they said, oh, how about some of these dark jokes? I don't... Now, see, to me, these are not dark jokes. Uh, what has four legs and one arm? A happy pit bull. That's not dark, is it? Uh, I don't think so. Not to me. Uh, why do Why don't cannibals eat clowns? They taste funny. Yeah. Oh, Again. okay. Let's go. Yeah, this is not this is not edgy at all. This is a Mitch Hedberg joke. I have a vest. If I have my arms cut off, it would be a jacket. Nice. Funny. Funny observation. Not. I don't think dark. Um, what did Kermit the Frog say at Jim Henson's funeral? Nothing. Oof. <laughs> oof because it wasn't funny or oof because you're offended? <laughs> that one, one kind of got dark a little bit. All right. Well, yes. But see, it's still funny. You know, of course, not if you're, you know, not if you're a child now who wants to watch uh, Muppet Mania coming on Disney Plus, which I'm going to confess, I will be watching. Because it's all about Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem going on tour. So I'm down with that. Uh, all right. We, we got we to talk about this only because there is a great sound effect that goes with it. Um, something happened in Oklahoma, and I know you're saying, well, we don't live in Oklahoma. I know, but it could happen. It could happen up north. It could happen anywhere. We'll talk about it next. WTMJ Nights. So I said, well, let me face this guy one more time because I had struck him out the last time I pitched to him. And he said, I know, but it's the same inning. Here comes the money. Here we go. <laughs> Boom. Now that's not dark humor. That's just vintage Bob Uger humor. Oh, my goodness. Yes, if you laugh at the... We got... Listen, this is good news, Tommy. The boss heard the Kermit joke. Uh, almost drove off the road. I don't know if, it, if that's... I'm taking it as good news that he was laughing very hard, not that he was so upset he was turning around to turning come back. Turning around to come but, back uh, to us. Kick yeah. us off there. Pull the plug on it. Just, just like that scene in Airplane where the guy is kneeling down next to the outlet with the, the cord in his hand. We would all be Just Kermit comes in and unplugs the whole thing. <laughs> no more I'm talking. I'm shutting this whole thing down. <laughs> Kermit the Frog joke. How dare you. All right. Well, then, uh, I'm sure if that... Uh, if that bothered bothered people, this next thing will. Uh, I don't know if you ever hear things around your house, 
Like I hear if my dogs aren't here, like if we're going away and I, I take them to be boarded, the night that they're not here, I still hear them. I hear their collars clinking and I can hear them walking around. Or I, I'm sure we've all had that as you're falling asleep, you hear somebody call your name, stuff like that. But normally we don't hear things that confuse us and make us think that something horrible is happening when it really isn't. But maybe you've had that happen, and if you'd like to share your story, we'd love to hear it and maybe uh, maybe laugh about it a little bit. So this was in Enid, Oklahoma. People were hearing all sorts of blood-curdling screams. They feared someone was in trouble. There was a life-or-death situation, so they called the police. The police get to the area. They're listening. It's near a farm, and they hear these screams. According to the police, quote, running toward the sound, the two soon discovered that the damsel in distress was not that, but a very upset goat. And I know you're like, how would anyone confuse a human being's cry for help with a goat? Well, let us show you. Where's the goat? What did you didn't send me any clip for today? Yeah, I did. Are you sure? Hold on. Yeah, I'm pretty. Po- yeah. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> you didn't. I know. I wrote the. I know. I wrote the email. I don't know. I'm. I'm convinced that you didn't because I checked it at least. When was it? At like before? It's in my. It's in my sent folder at five twenty-seven p.m. Oh gosh, I cleared it before that that's my bad okay let me let me give me 10 seconds I forget can get it. it the bits ruined oh i hope you guys laughed at that you guys are smart i though. hope the northwoods league Yikes. can put up with this kind I'm of sorry uh, this kind of no attention to detail yeah that's a rough it's it's <laughs> what the hell wednesday right i mean it, it's it's why should i bother wednesday <laughs> mail it in mail it Trust in me for, oh man you would have you would have loved it. This was this was great. <laughs> anyway, it was a goat. That's the whole thing. Uh it's better with the sound, but that's okay. We, we don't need to worry about that. Tommy, don't worry. You you're allowed one mistake. Unfortunately, you made it right before you leave and it's going to haunt you it's now the for the rest of your life. Memory. Oh, that on your I hope final the boss show. isn't listening anymore. <laughs> it's literally Oh, well, he drove off the road again. Right? Uh, but it was it was email. just so in the fury. last email I cleared, you're the first email I have not read. So I cleared an email at 5:20 <laughs> and you sent me something at 5:27. So I that is right. on me. I uh I missed that one. Well, no, listen, when you said I didn't get an email, I was like, oh, did I write it and not send it? Because that's happened before. Oh, yeah, just have Tommy scream. Yeah, Tommy, just scream. Oh, he won't even do that, Larry. That's the goat. (laughs) I got it in time now. That is the goat screaming. You did. You you pulled it out. You saved it at the end. So that's what people... I would have thought that was a human being screaming, too. I don't know why a goat gets so mad. The owners said that this goat's mad because they took its friend away. Now, they didn't add that they had it for dinner or whatever, but that's why this goat is so upset. Can we hear the goat one more time for old time's sake? <laughs> it's playing. 
All right, let's do this. And it's news time on WTMJ Nights. We don't have no respect. No respect for, for anything, let alone the time. On the other side of the news, just because you can father a child, should you? What? Talk about that and so much more. Uh, 7.31 on WTMJ. Time to go to the Breaking News Center. That's where Wyatt Barmore Pooley is being so patient. You're listening to WTMJ Nights. Bad days made a hundred good stories. A hundred good stories make me interesting at parties. Ryan Noonan, WTMJ Nights, 855-616-1620, the old National Bank talking text line. That's how you get a hold of us. That's how you give uh, Tommy some advice. Wish him well on his final night here on the show. He's off to... I want to say bigger and better things, but that means that sounds like you you don't uh, appreciate being here, and I know that you have, and I know you've worked very hard here. You're going on to a new chapter in your broadcasting career. Uh, Mike from Whitewater says, Tommy, best of luck in your new adventures, brother. Always outwork and outperform the person next to you, and always breathe through your eyes. Ooh, I like or that Fernando one. Fernando Valenzuela. Yeah. So there's there's some good advice. Uh, tomorrow night, just uh, since Tommy's going to work uh, for a uh, baseball league, you know, tomorrow's Brewers game is here on WTMJ, just like it always is. So you should listen to it here. Screw TV, because tomorrow TV is going to screw you. Unless you are a subscriber, you can't watch the Brewers game tomorrow. They're making their debut on Apple TV's Friday Night Baseball tomorrow. They've got four games on Apple TV this year. Uh, last year, the games were on Apple TV+. Plus. This year, you have to be a subscriber to the streaming service to watch. Um, the game's not going to be on Valley Sports Wisconsin, where it usually is. So it's the first of four games. You can only watch it on uh, Apple TV+, Plus via the Apple TV app. You gotta have that. It's six ninety nine a month, but there's a seven day free trial. So listen, I'm not saying sign up tomorrow morning, watch the game, cancel it, because that's a lot of hassle. Just turn on WTMJ and then uh, you know look at still photos of the uh, of the Brewers while you're listening to the game here. The other games are June second, the sixteenth, and the thirtieth. Uh, those are um, this is Friday night's game. I'm sorry, Friday night's game. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I keep. We all keep saying they're on tomorrow. I'm here tomorrow, so I know the Brewers are off because I'm here. And if the Brewers were playing, I'm not. But the Brewers game Friday. If I didn't say that, the Brewers game on Friday, I know I didn't, is on Apple TV Plus. So you'll have to uh, listen here. Screw TV and uh, screw all the streamers that are trying to make you pay for your baseball, and uh, you know, enjoy the game here where you because. Uh, I like, you know, there's nothing. I'm not a Luddite. I like TV. I like TV probably more than most people. I love TV. If uh, if TV was a woman, I'd be divorced because it would, you know, it's definitely been my mistress for a long time. But there's something about baseball on the radio, especially if it's a beautiful summer evening and you're sitting out back wherever you are, you're driving down the road, listening to a baseball game on the radio is fantastic. And I'm not just saying that because I work here. I'm saying it because it's true, and if you don't believe it, well, you got to screw loose. All right. Now, Tommy, this might shock you. I want you to cover your ears, but uh, men uh, are able to help a woman make a baby well into their advanced years. 
Uh, men are still fertile. I don't know why that is, because really, when you get to a certain age, you shouldn't be shouldn't be making babies anymore. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. I know what you're going uh, to. Huh? I think I know what you're going to. Go, where do you think? Is this Bobby De Niro? Bobby D. 79. Just had a baby. Well, he didn't have the baby. So an unidentified woman had a baby. Now we also can we also can figure uh Bobby D at 79 is um not uh, impregnate a woman who is his age or even, you know, late 40s on. So this I jokingly said to my wife last night when I heard this, uh how old is I hadn't seen the story. I had heard the story, but I didn't hear anything about the woman. Uh, and I said, do you know how old the woman is? And my wife just rolled her eyes and went, probably 21. And I'm like, ooh, wow, caddy. <laughs> but it makes sense. Now, to me, what did you think when you heard this, Tom? E, Tommy. Why did I call you Tom? That's all right. You've called well, me very Tom formal. This is your exit interview, yeah, Tom. Thomas, Tom, whatever works. Um, <laughs> T-Dog. You know... I guess it is at face value a little uncomfortable to think about, but from Bob De Niro's perspective, I mean, kudos, right? See, I would, I know that's the way. I, listen, I'm glad he's still, you know, participating in the act of. Uh, I mean, of 79 is not 69. You know what I mean? Ha <laughs> ha, what? Uh, yeah, no, 79 is old. Let's be honest. 69. 69 to become a father is old. Not to stop having relations. I think as long as you can, uh, you know, get the job done, whether it's by yourself or with a little blue helper, have at it. Have a good time. But I think it's very selfish for a 79-year-old to bring a child into this world. Because best case scenario, let's be honest, guys don't live that, uh, guys, you know, he's not going to live to see this kid graduate from college, probably, or to get married. Or you know, and he's already got, he's already got grown kids. Now he's very, he's got a thirteen-year-old. Wow! So, he, so was, he's what, been doing this already. He's been doing this for a while. I don't get it. I don't why, why when you get to a certain age, not that you stop having relations. So if you're that age, you're like, I still like to get my. Okay, good. You should. I hope to someday myself. Um, but to bring a baby in who. For all intents and purposes, and I wish Robert De Niro nothing but a much a long life. You know, he's had a long life, but this kid's gonna grow up, you know, most of his life without a dad. And I before you oh, a lot of people grow up without a dad. I know. I just think it's selfish. I think it's entitled. I think, you know, Robert De Niro could could have invested in uh birth control of some sort or another. But yeah, he's been married uh, a number of times. He has a uh, number of children. He's got. Uh, he loves. Oh, he loves being a father. Uh, he in an interview he said he lo he likes being loving with his kids, even if he has to be stern about some stuff. He said, "quote I think I'm a cool dad," um, even though his eleven year his eleven year old daughter. So he was sixty eight the last time he had a baby. Eleven year old daughter gives him grief. I don't know. I remember, some of you will remember, and I I don't remember the exact year, but it was almost a scandal when Tony Randall um, had, a, had a child. He was like uh, 80-something. Yeah. Uh, he was 78. 
Tony Randall was 78 when he had his second child. And that was that was a huge, huge controversy. Oh, my God, people couldn't believe it. Tony Randall having another baby at 78. Now it's like all these celebrities, that was in 1998. All these celebrities now just, uh, you know, I don't know what it is. I think it's a mental thing. They want to they want to ensure that the world is never uh, without their genius. But let's be honest. Most kids don't live up to their parents. You know, I don't know if any of Robert De Niro's kids are going to be a great actor like Robert De Niro. And we take Rocky and Bullwinkle out of the equation when I say that. Uh, remember how the late James Doohan, Scotty from Star Trek, married a fan in her 20s when he was in his upper 70s and they had three kids when he was near 80. First of all, I do remember that, yes. Uh, the 815 says it's okay, like you said, to have relations, but that poor kid is not going to be raised with a father, which is kind of sad. Yeah, and even, listen, even if, even if the dad's around, it's exhausting having a newborn. Now, granted, if you're Robert De Niro, you probably got some help. You know, Alec Baldwin has kids, I think, every six months. I don't know if his wife has them, they surrogate, they buy some. I don't know what, allegedly. Um, there's too many kids. But do you think it's fair for a person of a certain age to become a parent? 855-616-1620, the old National Bank talk and text line. I say absolutely not. I'm, all right. I'm, a, I'm surrounded by 22 six-year-olds every day. Not because I work with children, I just you know like to surround myself with them, uh, and it's exhausting. I've a couple weeks ago, I think I told you I took care of Tommy of a two year old, two and a half year old. Oof, wonderful kid, and he's an easy kid to take care of. And I was still exhausted, and I'm a lot younger than Robert De Niro, so I can't imagine. What you do? Do you just sit in a chair and watch somebody else raise your kid and then go, bring him over to my lap? Yeah, even like picking up a child at 79 yes. can't be easy. Picking up a child, carrying a child, carrying all the stuff that goes with having a child, putting a car seat in. And again, I know with guys of Robert De Niro's status, he probably doesn't have to do a lot of the same parenting things that you and I have to do. No, he's not, he's not out there trying to figure out how to hook that car seat up. To his Range Rover in Tribeca. But think how exhausted you are. If you're a new parent in your 30s or your late 20s, think of how tired you are at the end of the day. Now, more than double your age. Forget it. And what is that? What, what? But they don't seem to care. It's like these, these guys who do like, and I know Nick Cannon is much younger, but what does he have? 48 kids? Nick Cannon, Nick Cannon just wants to start his own country. He's having so many children. It's going for the football team, I guess. Yeah, because he went way past basketball. I think he he may he's got a rotation past, in basketball. Yeah, he's nuts. So it's it's a weird sort of ego, a weird um, a weird mentality that makes you say, "I am just going to keep populating the earth with my seed." And I don't really need to be involved in their upkeep. I'll there, you know, I can financially support these children and the women who had them. So I don't really need to be around as long as my name gets carried. I don't I don't get that mentality. 
it's uh, it's just odd. But yeah, I guess, like you said, Tommy, good for Bobby D for uh, you know sowing his oats. But I think uh, I think should have should have retired from the farm there, old McDonald, and just you know. Just wander around and do your irrigation. You don't have to. You don't actually have to bring the crops. Oh, to irrigation! Oh God! I don't know. I was trying to make a farm analogy. <laughs> it went it went off the rails. I'm not going to lie to you. All right, let's let's do this. We'll try to get things back on the rails on WTFJ nights. Brian Noonan, WTMJ nights. I think we're back on the rails. If you are a person of a certain age, and you remember when MTV came around, today is a sad day for you. MTV News is shutting down after 36 years. Um, you know, I remember when MTV came on; it was the biggest thing. Everybody would sit around for hours watching nothing but videos, and then all of a sudden, um, they start doing news. 1987, show called The Week in Rock came on. A former Rolling Stone writer, Kurt Loder, was the host, and he became the face of MTV News for a long, long time. Uh, he was the man. People watched The Week in Rock, and then it was, you know, they'd have MTV News updates, and then they started bringing in other an anchors. But today is the last day because the uh, parent company of MTV, Paramount Global, has been doing mass layoffs trying to reduce cost. So some divisions, like MTV News, were completely closed today. Um, the CEO said the decision came amid pressure from a broader economic headwinds now hitting various U.S. newsrooms. Um, yeah, I remember, boy, it was, and there were all sorts of, I can't remember all the names of the MTV News anchors, but there were some, Serena Altschel, I remember. Um, she was another one, but they started doing news and they became a place where, you know, young people would get some news. They started doing a lot of like rock the vote and getting involved in stuff. Uh, they would report on big music stories, Freddie Mercury's death, when Tupac was allegedly gunned down, when Kurt Cobain died, the place that people in their teens and twenties went to get all that music news was MTV news. And so millennials, Gen X, that was it. And Kurt Loder was the man. He was because he wasn't like the VJs. You know, the VJs were goofballs. They were they were cool and tried to be hip or whatever. But Kurt Loder came on, and while he was he was cool, he still had a more mature vibe to him. But it wasn't like watching, you know, Dan Rather. It was like watching your cool older friend deliver the news. Did you? You were you were too young for all this, right, Tommy? You're only twenty three. You said there's not. Uh, you weren't watching MTV News. No, not really. I also didn't have cable for a long time growing up. So really, no MTV. I mean, it's it doesn't pull the heartstrings for me. No, it was it was definitely a defining thing when MTV came on, and then when you know when the news they did a there was they used to do these kind of town halls with politicians. And it was, you know, it was a really good thing. They had Allison Stewart was another anchor. And she and Kurt Loder anchored this um, Enough is Enough town hall. And Bill Clinton was the guest. And so there were all these young people asking Bill Clinton questions. And one of the 
one of the most memorable things to come out of it, a pop culture touchstone, was some kid asked Mr. President, uh, the world's dying to know, is it boxers or briefs? And Clinton said, usually briefs. Unless Monica's there. Um, so, yeah, that was, uh, that was it. Barack Obama did one of those. John McCain. There was a warned-ridding coverage on all kinds of stuff. The Iraq War. So, yeah. But then once, you know, the environment changes, content where people get their content changes, and that's it. So MTV, no longer having the news. And I, this is the, you want to hear the ultimate uh, Gen X or millennial wine? Remember when MTV used to play videos? It's been probably, I don't know, 25, 30 years since MTV played nothing but videos. But, um, yeah, it's, it's hard to explain what a big impact MTV had when they first came on. It was a cultural change. And like I said, because I, I, I didn't have cable in college, but I had friends who did. And to go over there, and MTV was always on. No matter what party you went to, MTV was on. Because... You know, the DJs would come out, and Martha Quinn was unbelievably cute. She was one of the original DJs, um, along with, let's see, J.J. Jackson, Mark Goodman, Alan Hunter, Nina Blackwood, and Martha Quinn. They were the original VJs. And, you know, you'd wait, and having a video, like, there would they would plug a new video coming out, and it was like a red carpet thing. People would be waiting. The new Madonna video is premiering Friday at 3. And, man, you better be in front of your TV at 3 o'clock because you had to know what the new Madonna video looks like. All right, on the other side of the news, oh, my goodness, Justin Garcia is supposed to join us. Now, I'm, I don't want to throw shade and say maybe, you know, maybe it'll be like last time, but we'll see. We're looking forward to it. Justin Garcia is here. The drive through window's here. We're going to have a good time in the final hour of the program. That comes your way after the news, which is after this on WTMJ Nights. This is WTMJ Nights, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue. Here's your host, Brian Noonan. Welcome back. Another big hour of WTMJ Nights. Glad you're with us. 855-616-1620. That's the old National Bank talking text line. Tommy is here for the final time and to help us celebrate Tommy. He's not dying. He's just uh, going on to try new things. The other man who deals with Tommy on a regular basis, the man who knows all things Bucks here at WTMJ and who has joined us many times for the drive through window, Justin Garcia is here. Hello, Justin. How are you? Uh, I'm good. Tommy is dead to me, though. You leave, and that's it's kind of uh, something I've adopted for years now. If you, if you leave me, if you leave this company we work wow. for, whatever it is in life that brought us together, if you choose to leave, it's over. Well, and I mean, how often wow. do you get to say that to your radio nephew, as dubbed by Justin Garcia as well, too, uh, that, you know, it's a lot easier to say to a nephew as opposed to a son? Uh, first of all, I don't think we're actually... <laughs> related in in radio i think it's somebody else that has claimed you but you're like the neighbor kid who claimed it <laughs> the neighbor kid uh I, I just get the night's host whoever it is that's what they usually throw it at me <laughs> oh, so is that right, right? they just yeah. oh, okay well listen so if you're paying um, child support in a couple of years it's because you're my radio father no it's listen you're over 20 <laughs> you're uh you're, you're not out. 79 right 
I, you never know. Uh, no, I'm not. I have a youthful demeanor. I'm 82, but I, I still have that uh, quick wit and quick mind. I see it. No, uh, listen. It's been. I'm glad you got thrust upon me, which sounds weirder than it is, because. Um, but yeah, I know Justin. I know you and Justin were working together before I got here. On one of my on this in, you could call this it that. Time right, right around the same time. Well, when did the buck, the buck season the was time. October, right? I mean, you're October, right around there, right, Noonan? Didn't you come into Radio City once I don't before know. then? I was who know my listen. My trajectory or timeline <laughs> you are here is so years old. It looks like a really uh, a really wild uh, EKG. So I don't know when I you know when, uh, <laughs> when I was uh, yeah, it's when did the old guy get fired? Was that October? <laughs> We kicked him out, and that not was... the not the host, not Scott. No, we no. Yeah, well, that we kicked no, him out, and that was September. Um, I think September, the one who right? made the decisions. I mean, it, the reality is that's your father, Tommy, and he just refuses to admit mm-hmm. it. But, yeah, that's all right. Uh, okay. That's that's who you're going to be stuck with. I was listening um, to the show prior to this uh, eight o'clock jump on here because okay, with the bucks well, out good. of it, yeah. Well, with the bucks out of it, I've. I've got nothing yeah, to, do. Got so, to uh, do. Yeah, I usually just watch whatever game is being played and then host a Bucks talk, only it's about the Celtics and the Sixers or the Heat and the Knicks in my bedroom to an, to an audience of no one. So I was listening to this show and saying, well, maybe he'll <laughs> take some notes here. Uh, a couple of things stood out. Um, one, yes. I'm not surprised that Tommy is not very well-versed with MTV News, but, man, that was quite a blow for me, and I think back to my childhood of MTV yeah, right? News and Four Man Everything, you think about those like three minute little clips they would run, which basically has become Twitter now of just, hey, this happened and this happened and this happened. Yeah. And it would run during an ad break. Um, but all those those hosts and those anchors that you talked about, Kurt Loder, obviously the most famous, Serena Altschul, I, I think Tabitha Soren. Tabitha Soren was a big one. She, was I, a big she one. took and, over for Kurt Loder for yeah, a while. Yeah, and I want to say, is she married to Michael Lewis, the author? One of the one of the news anchors I know married Michael I know. Lewis. I think it might have been Tabitha, Tabitha Soren. But I remember, uh, I'm old enough to remember uh, watching the Columbine coverage through MTV News, yep. um, the Kurt Loder, or Kurt Loder, the Kurt Cobain suicide, and the one other one, the Biggie and Tupac ones that, that you somewhat mentioned, but I, I did find it odd. You, you, you worded it as Tupac allegedly gunned down. So are you listen, a, a Tupac truther that thinks he's going to emerge in a couple of I years? Ne- listen, I'm not one to. I don't want to. I don't want to shut the door completely. You know, he's he's hologram. He's been a hologram performer. Maybe it wasn't really a hologram. Maybe it was just uh, you know really bad. Put some lighting time. on him. Yeah. And yeah. So were you at Coachella for that? I could see you going out there. No, I'm not. A, no. I no. I just Coachella's a little too fast. All right, but. Live news for sure. <laughs> Live music. Coachella. Hold on. I I, I choose see not you to go. I would. Coachella. I could understand it if I went. No. Tommy. Yeah. I'm, I'm just not, saying you know, the vibes are too fast. I was not saying you were too slow. I'm saying as in, <laughs> you know, the Hawaiian shirts I saw Willie Nelson 25 years ago vibes don't Boy. line up with Coachella. <laughs> Wow. I mean, <laughs> you backpedal any faster, oh, Tommy. My you're going to moonwalk. That's right not oh, was not a shot. It was a shot at Coachella more than Brian. Uh, yeah, it didn't like sound it. like it. <laughs> Justin, um, for, listen, Justin, he's, ta- he's taking this last night thing with a very laissez-faire attitude. Tommy? 
Yeah, well, I'm not going to lie. Describe his his entire tenure here. So, well, maybe he was still working to make a good impression with me. He was. I I found him oh, to be a hardworking man. So you man. got he that was, version, okay? Yeah, I got Whatever. the. He'd come up with a little production. Uh, it was always very good. I was like, "This kid, this kid is dedicated to this industry." Tonight, I send emails with audio. You didn't send me any emails. It's what? The first email I've ever missed for Brian. Right, because it's your last night. You got <laughs> senioritis. You're ready to Mail go. It you're, in. you're halfway out the door. Probably was, laying in there eating sushi. Are you kidding? I had the first ever WTMJ video. Uploaded to our Twitter page with Justin. I put in a lot of effort with I Justin. I think that was the first. First but... ever of the new system. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's pretty good, Justin. So, I, I mean, know. if that's how it went down, yeah, that's pretty good. I think that video was removed, though, that I think <laughs> got copyright banned. looked at it and yeah. said, wait, we're not coming out of the this gates with terrible this. quality. Yeah. Get a <laughs> Let's get Vince off. Petrano on here. Right. Let's make that our first. Yeah, really, that's, that's probably the one you want to go with. You want to go with your morning guys. Not, not wanna, the... The elimination team, no, not there. Now, Justin, I, I don't want to. I, I feel we must address the elephant in the oh, room. Boy. Yeah, just real quickly, and then we'll take a break and we'll do some drive-through windows. I had just healed. Hey, oh, really? You know, all right. No, it's fine. No, what happened? It, here's this one. I find it hilarious. No, oh, because. You. <laughs> No, no. It's you're unemployed I, now. As someone that's paid per game. Thank you kindly. Oh, is that right? You're paid per... Well, this was not a game. This was... bucks. You're only paid by, by, for the hour for Bucks Talk? Uh, barely paid by the hour for Bucks mm, well, Talk. Well, yeah, yeah. No, I, it's radio, of course. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it, it was funny because this is where... Oh, Bucks this Weekly he's talking about. He's talking bucks about the Bucks weekly. weekly, not the end of the season. Oh, oh yeah, yes. not the end of the season. I thought he was talking about the end of the season as well, <laughs> no, too. No, no, not the end of the season. I know yes, you're still... Uh, t I would never joke about that. Okay. I'm, uh, you know, No, I was talking about I was talking about Bucks Weekly. Bucks Weekly, the, the when, Phantom Bucks Weekly. Which is to. why we thought you were still <laughs> in a fetal position... Being damaged from the end of Shoving the season. Ice cream. I, I'm going to stick yes. with that, that I was just uh, too down and okay. uh, too vulnerable. And I'm not going to – I'll say it was that and not so much that me just not actually reading the schedule and just assuming, well, the season's over, so we're not doing a weekly show. Well, it, well, sounded, it also sounded it like sense. higher-ups didn't think you were doing a show either. It, it They forgot to take it off the schedule. It was what was reiterated to me, at least. So we were supposed to have a three-hour show. And well, yeah, the only person who thought you were doing a show were Tommy and I. Yes. We were the only ones who thought you were doing a show, which was, you know, we don't have a lot of uh, power when it comes to making the schedules or, or have, so or we any. thought you were. And I, and this is, this is another reason why I gave Tommy that, that edge that this is a guy who's on the ball. Cause at about quarter to eight, he goes, I haven't seen Justin anywhere. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, okay. And. I'm talking, and he tells me what time to be done, and I go through the big thank you, and uh, he goes, hey, do me a favor, just don't disconnect, just hang around a little bit. And I'm like, I've known you for a long time, Justin. I'm like, Justin's here. He's probably just upstairs getting drunk or something before the show like normal. <laughs> um, yeah, and so he'll be here. <laughs> the, the panic in Tommy's voice. Uh, yeah, I was, uh, I was actually in Cancun. I was on the beach, and... Uh, no, I, I still <laughs> remember yeah, seeing the call from, from it just said oh. WTMJ producer because I never actually saved oh. him in the phone. But getting a call <laughs> and realizing, like, this isn't good. I shouldn't be getting a call 
from the radio no. station at 7.55 in the <laughs> evening. What's going on? He's here? obviously in the want? car. And I'm, I'm, I, first question is, are you driving in? And he said, to where? <laughs> <laughs> to where? Where else? Why would I be calling? I think him? I was driving into the mall at that point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm driving in to get something to eat. I'm not looking for a book no, at Barnes and Noble called Don't Jump. Yeah. <laughs> Tommy Tommy was so panicked. Can you stay? He said we don't know. I'm like, yeah, it was, it was fine. Then we just tried to do Bucks talk. It didn't uh Bucks Weekly. It didn't didn't go well. I played the Bucks Weekly intro and then just yeah. flipped it up Brian to Brian's just name. Impersonated me. No, I was just throwing out random hot takes. <laughs> I didn't know. Not even really about basketball. Just hot takes. Bud stuff. Giannis, I can't pronounce his last name. <laughs> oh, it's Giannis. Stop it. Stop it. I, 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 but I'm going to be honest. Every time I read it, he should just put a J instead of the G. It would make life a lot easier. You could take that up with his mother. Well, I might have to. Well, he's been very active on Twitter these last two days, so you could just fire a tweet at him and make that suggestion. Yeah, is he going to come back with a jump shot next year? That's wow. I'm just wow. saying. Look at this guy. He's leaving, Ouch. and now he just feels like he's said, wow. He said he was tired of the disrespect. I think his game is polished everywhere else. I think he's referring to what you just said, no, too. No, no. Wow. I would. This is. Just saying. Talk about scorched earth on your way out the door. Yeah. Anybody else you want to insult on your way out, Tommy? I'm Giannis would love Coachella. I think he would totally because he's it younger in. and he's fit. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, he could keep up. He's with he's the young fast. kids. He's he fast. can keep up with it. He's fast, not as slow. Because right. listening to music takes a lot of cardio. All right, I used the wrong <laughs> word, but I really didn't. At the same time, this is the vibes. The vibes are all. It's. It's a lot, I can I vibe. I can vibe with the kids. I can put on some temporary tattoos and a nose ring. Just start, you know. Brian covered in henna all over himself. Yeah, I just henna tattoos. I get a nice flower uh, thing for my hair. Walk around in a sundress. Well, that's the girls at Coachella. It's Marty Gras. I don't know what guys wear at Coachella. <laughs> Nothing. Wow. Cut off jeans. Thin. Yeah, that's about it. It's like Woodstock. Tattoos, a lot of paint. Yeah, I get sunburn easy. Plus, That's nobody wants to see for. me in just cut-off jean shorts. Because I, I would cut them off obscenely short. <laughs> just to show where, Tommy. Where the pockets hang. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah, definitely pockets hang. And uh, I'm getting some uh, some rear cleavage. That okay. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Rear cleavage. Is that fast enough for you, Tommy? <laughs> am, I up, uh, am I down with the kids now? I, I'm sorry, Brian. You would, you would love it's Coachella. Basically, you would I'd love basically Coachella. be wearing a denim thong. <laughs> And then I'd wear a Viking helmet. Just irrigating everywhere. To keep this, you got to keep things hosed out, clean, irrigated. That's how it grows. Uh, well, gentlemen, on that note, we're going to take a break because, well, I think we have to. Then let's get into a little drive through window. Let's. I. I am. I want to hear Justin. Your. Your. I know Tommy will be dead to you as soon as you walk out of the studio, but. We'd like to hear how how your relationship has been with him more than more than we have because I'm I'm betting it's worse than you're even letting on. Yeah, but we'll uh, we'll talk advice. about. I, I have a some lot. advice for him too. I would like to, I'd love to hear it. We'd all love to hear it. Justin Garcia is here on Tommy's final night. Uh, Tommy is trying to burn every bridge he can before he walks out the door. So we'll see if we can uh, accommodate that on WTMJ nights. <laughs> 
Butter pecan coffee at Dunkin'. That was pretty good. You mean? Uh, yes. And I was shocked by the bill. Shout out Culver's. Yeah, I've heard very good things about their fish fry. I'm gonna go to Panera. I'm gonna get a bagel sandwich. Doritos and Papa John's are teaming up. Anything that says ranch. That's why I barely watch a western about cattle drives. Uh, Because of you guys, I had to analyze the hamburger. (laughs) We eat fast food quite a lot. We talk about it even more. Let's visit the WTMJ Night drive-through window one more time with Brian Noonan. Yeah, and Tommy's here, and Justin Garcia, special guest on Tommy's farewell show. Uh, Justin, if it's okay with you, Tommy said that he came prepared tonight. He's got a drive-through window story, and if it's all right with you, I am going to. Uh, I was going to let Tommy lead us off tonight. Yeah. All right, I can do that. Uh, so this, when I read this one, it was kind of shocking to me that it hasn't happened already. Uh, you know, it's 2023 now, so the world of artificial intelligence has become among us, very much so, right? With the chat GPT, sure. we were doing the poetry through that. Well, a major fast food chain now says that AI will soon take your drive through orders instead of humans. Wait, Alan Iverson? Yes, Alan Iverson will be taking <laughs> Boy, hard, hard times hard in time. Philly. <laughs> Things will be, are not going that, well. That, that Reebok didn't work through. out. Wow. Yes. Uh, Wendy's <laughs> is now going to be launching a new AI system called Fresh AI. will launch its pilot program in June in Columbus, Ohio. So we're calling out... Anyone from Columbus, Ohio now, yeah. if you're listening. That's has, Wendy's home office right there. Is it? I don't know. Yes, uh, that's yeah. where Wendy's was formed. And that's where Probably. all of the fast food chains like to like test market stuff. Well, the West, yeah. too. Yeah, but Columbus is like the biggest market for, for trials. I don't know why that is exactly. So the AI pilot will include a few features, notably one that will have conversations <laughs> with customers. It is designed oh, no. to understand made-to-order requests, and we'll have answers to frequently asked questions. Are you scared? Are you happy? Are you indifferent about AI taking your fast food order? I'm go- I Listen, it couldn't be any worse than it already is at half the places. Let's be honest. I agree. Yeah. And I lived in California for a while, so I would already give my order a jack-in-the-box to a giant clown head. It's probably not that much different. You know, I, now, do I, do I want robots cooking my food? No. And will there be... So who's going to hand me the food? I so assume there's still going to be workers in the windows to, to hand food. But, yes, they are... Uh, what it looks like right here, there are established business rules they have to follow for logics of conversation. system will also be integrated into the restaurant's hardware and point-of-sale system. What does that mean? How is your day today? <laughs> well, it's going to be you. counting the money, too. Is that How what is that means? How is your Friday started? Your order does not mean you are a pig. Do you think it's okay? <laughs> Do you think the AI is going to. That's like, a lot oh, of food okay, for Jack. one person. Yep, you're back. <laughs> nice. How many people are in your car? The Will usual. this be on separate checks? <laughs> the usual. Yeah. Just like after it gets your credit card one time, it'll be scanning Bob, everything. Did you go to the cardiologist you? today? I see you ordered a baconator. <laughs> It says that the restaurant's chain, uh, 80% of the customers at Wendy's use the drive-thru rather than go in. 
Yeah, I don't remember the last time I walked yeah, into a Wendy's. I believe that. Yeah. I mean, I believe that for every fast food chain at this point. Right. Yeah. yeah. Was... The only reason I walk into a fast food place is if I'm on the road and I have to use the bathroom. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. and that's a terrible choice. And, or if too. I'm like, pick, like, I haven't been there in a while, but McDonald's, I'll go in and like pick up. I've gotten to the point now where it's, if I can't order through the app, I'm probably not going there. Ooh, okay. Because oh, wow, it's, it's okay. easier. To, I'm a very... I guess you could say picky. I would just say specific eater, and so it's easier for <laughs> it's like me to make those requests through the app than have to explain to somebody at the drive-through, and then they come back with, "Wait, so what do you want on it? I can oh, imagine so you just want this." Wait, now let me ask you this: Can you? I tried using an app the other day, and all right, yes, I was at Coachella, Tommy, <laughs> with my cricket phone. I was. It was the first time using an app for Panera, and okay. it wouldn't let me do the customizations that I wanted. So I had to just order. I just ordered something there, and I went, you know, and it was sitting on the shelf when I got there. I'm a pretty big fan of using the uh, meal delivery apps and oh, using it as pickup and oh, doing it the same way. It's no. the same thing. I just order it yeah, for pickup. I've I've seen I've experienced a few of those where you can't fully customize the way yeah. you could in the store, and those I've just. Similar to what Tommy will experience in about uh, 90 minutes from now. I've just cut them out of my life They're altogether. They're dead to you. Yeah, if I can't specifically, oh, nope, not that, not that, just that, then I, I'm not going there. i got to say, Justin, the more I hear about this uh, ability you have to compartmentalize your life and cut people out, <laughs> I admire it and I'm terrified by it all at the same time. <laughs> Don't quit, Noonan. <laughs> I was, no, I've... Now, does it is it only if you only if you quit or if you get fired too? Or are, are people dead to you? Oh man, that's tough because I've experienced both of them. Uh, and I'm that's a, a little... much more likely situation. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little anyway. more sympathetic to the firing unless you did something to wrong me, and I <laughs> and then it's just no nope, revenge. Yeah, it's out. a revenge firing. It's a spite firing. All right. I got it. Listen, let's do some business. Uh, we'll talk more about AI and more drive through window. And Justin uh, Garcia is here. He's going to talk about uh, Tommy. We'll all talk about Tommy. You can talk about Tommy, too. 855-616-1620. The old National Bank talking text line. It is WTMJ Nights. Time to hit for golden light. Oh, uh, Mac the Knife. You don't hear about Mac the Knife that often. WTMJ Nights. I'm Brian Noonan. Justin Garcia is here. Tommy is here for his final drive through window un until we get a Northwoods update. But that's good. All right. Uh, is Tommy, oh, is Tommy leaving a girlfriend behind? Just curious because he sounds like such a nice young man. That's from Kathy. Uh, I am not. You are not. You're Thank unencumbered. You, I would also encourage Kathy to spend a little more time with Tommy and get to know him before she comes to the oh, well, yeah. Because people hear our voices, we're in their our, their cars and their homes, and they they hear what we present to them. And you know, Tommy comes across pretty good. Justin, you gotta you gotta be honest. He comes across as a fine young man, but you seem to know better. Um, yeah, I, I know a little little better. Not that Tommy's uh, the opposite of a fine young man, but uh... well, we all have we all have deeds. Jeez, I don't go that far, yeah. Yeah, we all have, you know, we all have, uh, we all have darkness. And that's okay. Uh, I've got here's I've got a drive-through window story, and I, I I'm going to aim this Justin at you now that we found out that you are uh, specific in your eating. I'm wondering if you would eat a hamburger on a different colored bun. 
because Burger King has revealed a new menu item. They are going to have the Spider-Man Whopper to tie in with uh, the new animated feature Spider-Man Across the Universe. It's a regular Whopper, but the bun is red with black seeds. And it looks horrific, <laughs> to be quite honest. Now, Burger King, if you remember, tried a black yeah, bun I was say, I remember that a one. while ago, and that didn't go over because the food coloring was giving people intestinal distress. This was my other story, by the way. The the Spider-Man Whopper? Yep. Mm -hmm. Look at that. Great minds. So is it... Is there any, like, flavoring change or tweaks no, to the burger? It's just, just the bun? Just the bun is red with black uh, sesame, sesame seeds. Sesame seeds. Well, yeah. I it's been a while since I've had it, but I I... I do enjoy Burger King, and I think I'm in the minority there. So no, Whopper, not at all. Whopper's pretty I, good. Well, Brian, I, love I think you and I—you'd be surprised how many people laugh at you when you suggest Burger King isn't that bad. Um, oh my God! Well, yeah, that that may explain it. why they're closing 400 well, stores. That too, yeah. <laughs> too. Uh, I'd probably good. try it. I'd probably, but again, uh, it's just. So here's the deal: when I I would. Let's say Burger King, and I'm getting yeah. the Spider-Man burger. My order is going to be the cheeseburger, the bun, and ketchup, and that is it. Oh, that's all you like on the Whopper? That's you don't it. get lettuce even? No, God, no. Occasionally pickles, depending on, on how I'm feeling. Onions? If I hit the gym. No, no mayonnaise to mix with not. that ketchup? Mayonnaise, if, yeah, if I hit the gym or if I feel pretty good that day, I'll get some mayo on it. <laughs> all right. Um, but the staple is just meat, cheese, ketchup on the burger. And uh, the worst is, so I hate onions, although I, I will do oh, onion wow. rings. Those oh. are fine. Okay. Uh, red onions with tacos, even raw onions with tacos, those are fine as well. But Just McDonald's, the McDonald's onions are absolutely grotesque, and you can't get away from them if they're accidentally put on there. And that's why I've moved to app ordering, because I can't tell you how many times I've gone to McDonald's, ordered a cheeseburger plain, just ketchup only, and you get the mustard and the onions, and there's no escaping that. I can't even imagine ordering a burger without putting onions on it, guaranteed. Ugh. I mean, I'd put onions on That's it before I put I'll... lettuce on it. Ugh. When I was a kid, I only wanted ketchup on my hamburgers. Oh, boy. But now I get, now the only thing I don't get when I do a Whopper is tomato. I don't like tomato on a burger. Yeah, tomato is another way that ruins it because even if you, yeah. you can take the slice of tomato off, yep. but there's remnants, it's yes. tainted. I'm starting tomato to warm up. Taint. I'm starting to warm up to tomatoes. I used to not really get tomatoes on anything, but I've kind of forced myself to enjoy them on as a accessory. Wow. I, I got to tell you though, nothing disgusts me more in this world than yellow mustard. Really? It absolutely like if I get a burger, anything, and it has yellow mustard on it. It goes right in the trash. You can't even scrape it. Can't so even at the ballpark, you won't it. just put yellow mustard on a no, hot dog? No, no. Uh, I'm. You can laugh at it and call the childish. It's ketchup, unless they have secret stadium sauce. I'll do that. Uh, I have come around a little bit on like spicy brown mustard. It's tolerable now, but yellow oh, mustard, like absolutely. Not. I get a spicy mustard that we we have at home that I put on anything. And shredded lettuce. The places that put shredded lettuce on a burger. <laughs> Like you should go directly to jail. Wait for till that. you hear about bean sprout. Bean sprout burgers? Yeah, you put that on a burger? No, I'm just saying. Oh, I've on, seen on, yeah, a sandwich. I've seen it on Ooh. subs. Yeah. yeah. Oh, see, all that. I don't mind any of that stuff. 
It's, you know, sprouts, lettuce. That's all fine. It's just the tomato. All right. But, uh, all right. So I, I wouldn't eat it. I'm not going to. I want a regular Whopper. I'm not going there through May to get my. Uh, to get so the, is it live uh, now? Can I go get Spider-Man? it now? Yeah, it's live now. You can go get, go <sighs> get yourself one. I, I, I could do a taste test on the road. <laughs> the weird for thing you. though, too, is the weird thing though is in the cartoon Miles Morales, he's the new Spider-Man. Yeah. His costume isn't red. No, it's black. Black. Yeah, that's why I but thought it was going to be like, the Black Bun again. No, God, that, that, that was, was like a Halloween themed. Yeah, I believe it? so. Yes. yes, and that looked so awful. Yeah, I didn't get that. Yeah, it was a little uh, unappealing visually. That was so, when they had red velvet Oreo shakes, though, and those were <laughs> oof, so good. I, Speaking of that drive-through and the the chat GPT where they converse with you, so I tried one of these drive-through only coffee places, basically like a shipping container that they've. Put, I've seen those popping yeah, up. Yeah, so one just opened in the area, and I tried it, and I mean. Here's my biggest hang-up with it is I wish, and I understand why this will never happen, because it's it's not profitable to do this. You make your money off of lattes and the food and everything else, but I just wish we could open a drive through coffee place that only serves black coffee, and here's the creamer if you want it as well, because that's all I ever get. Okay. So when I go to these places, I'm always waiting five minutes or longer in line behind somebody that got four lattes and a frozen drink, and I just ordered my black coffee. So I went to one of these drive through places that just opened over the weekend and uh, made the same order. I had to wait behind like five cars, but whatever. I wanted to try it out. And once I finally got up to the window, it was a little weird where you make your order, you pay, and then there's cars in front of you, and they, one by one they'll bring out the drinks. So once you get to, okay, I'm up next, you, you pull up to basically a kiosk where they'll bring out your drink to the person in that kiosk, and while you're waiting, <laughs> this employee just has to make conversation with you, which... Oh, no. Uh, Tommy will probably attest to this. Depending on how well I know you, I may not be open to just small talk. See, that's where you have to go inside is the There's coffee no places. Inside. But you can't right. go inside yes. at these not, on, not at these ones. Yes. So, it's like the photo mat of coffee. But going inside coffee places, being like, I just want black coffee, they stop everything, get your black coffee, no, get out. I've tried that, and they don't. Oh, okay. Um, so this was a dual line. And again, the people in the other line must have all been ordering lattes and stuff, so I'm, I'm waiting for like five minutes awkwardly next to this teenager who just has to ask like how's your saturday going like pretty good when Why did you do guys they have open to stand out there don't can't they run in and bring the drinks out the, somebody wait. brings it out to them and then they hand it to you right but there that seems like a, one extra yeah, I, person i don't know yeah it's it's it was something else but i i oh felt bad God. for her because it was like look i've got nothing to say to you here yeah. I'm, I'm waiting for my black coffee I asked you the two questions I have, so let's just agree to sit here in silence for the next two minutes until my coffee comes. Did you talk to her about Coachella? I hear the kids love Coachella because it's fast. Yeah, I should have. In hindsight, I should have brought that up. Basically, How was the coffee, though? It was okay. It was okay. Right. I mean, it was black coffee. You can't go wrong. Yeah. Now, was... Did, Speed did you have, And bit. it's all... I'm guessing it's all card payment because that's most yes. places are no cash anymore. Yeah. All right. How long did it take, the overall? You were, you were talking took, to this young girl it, it, for like five minutes. Yeah, right? it took quite a bit, the whole experience. But it was pretty busy since it just opened, so I'll cut him some slack there. I went back a little bit later 
day or so later, and it was a much quicker experience. So nice in and out. So I'll, I'll probably make that a staple going forward. All right. Let's take a quick break. Justin Garcia is with us. We're talking fast food. We're talking Tommy's last night. We're talking a lot of things on WTMJ Nights. Brian Noonan, Justin Garcia, Tommy, we're all here. Uh, Justin, Tommy's mom is mocking you on the text line, just so you know. I mean, I know maybe, and it, it might just be because you said Tommy was dead to you. Probably. But uh, and I, she... She's, th- she's saying your condiment choices make you sound well, like a child. Well, Justin goes. I mean, in fairness, I also insinuated her son is is not that nice of a young man. <laughs> also, he said, "Who yeah, is but this facts guy? Facts. <laughs> Who's this guy calling me out?" I said it's my mother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> well, By that's the way, her first three texts ever to the station all came in this show. So she finally listened. Yes, took about a year, but we got there. So thank you. Well, man. that's better. I've been on the uh, I've been on the radio in different places for years. My mom's never listened. Yeah, don't get me started. Yeah. So all right, well, sorry you all have mommy nice. issues. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Look at Justin. He's getting all full of himself all of a sudden. Getting all puffed up. Little boys all grossed up. My mom's listening. You know, I gotta, gotta yeah, stay make, make, make an impression. Make a point. Yeah, you can't, you can't go out with your tail between your legs and ever go. Really, that's how they treated you. That's what you put up with. Don't you ever stand up for yourself, Thomas? I'm, a, I'm assuming she calls you Thomas. She does call me Thomas. Yes, Thomas. You let that old, you Middle let that name? old man Is who she... couldn't even go to a music festival yeah. and basketball man. I'm gonna forever fest. be remembered as the guy who told Brian Noonan he's too slow for Coachella. Now that's <laughs> all uh, I am defined as. When she would yell yep. at you, did she do first name, middle name? Um, no, it was usually a prolonged like Thomas, <laughs> like along the way. <laughs> mom in musical theater. Yeah, <laughs> that's more of what it was. Uh, Thomas Carl didn't really pop out a lot. No. Wow, you'd had to really you'd done something really bad. Yeah, never anything that bad. Well, well, she knows the truth. You don't have to lie. You, you know, you can lie to us, but your mom knows the truth. Yeah, she knows. Yeah, she's dropped a couple of Thomas Carls. All right. Uh, speaking of, uh, since Justin only uses apps, and we were talking about Wendy's from May twenty sixth through June first, if you use the app, you can get a one dollar Junior Bacon Cheese or one cent one cent Junior Bacon Cheeseburger. To celebrate National Hamburger Month, one cent, and you don't have you have to buy anything else, any purchase. So you could buy the the cheapest thing, and you get a Junior Bacon Cheeseburger for one cent. Justin, how do you feel about bacon on a cheeseburger? Uh, I'm fine with it. Um, okay. Just more protein. Yeah, it's more protein. Um, I do feel like. I've kind of come around where there's a while where it's like bacon's overrated. It's still a touch overrated, but the pricing on bacon is what's gotten insane. Where you, yeah. you, you oh, think it's like back add in the three dollars to yeah, your burger, yeah, you want bacon on your burger? Sure, it's a dollar twenty-five, and now it's like add bacon four fifty. Like well, that's yeah, no seventy-five no percent of the burger. Yeah, it's not worth that. Yeah, to get two soggy strips of bacon on your burger, pass. I'm out. I do like bacon. I made some burgers at home last night. Put some bacon on there. Delicious. But I could put as much bacon as I want. You know? It's also true. You could wrap it in bacon. I could. Oh, that would be fun. All right. Now, uh, Justin, I don't know if Tommy yelled at you. He's, uh, he's, trying to, he's trying to Bigfoot us on his way out the door. He goes, listen, make sure you take a break quick, and then we'll come back, and we can wrap, start wrapping things up. I'm like, all right, boss, listen. So we're going to take a break. 
and then we'll uh, we'll embarrass Tommy in front of his mom a little more before we get out of here on WTMJ Nights. Join Steve Scafidi to highlight the heroes around us who keep us safe. It's WTMJ's Salute to Service, presented by Educators Credit Union. Know of a serviceman or woman deserving of this award? We'll nominate them on our website, WTMJ.com, and fill out the form explaining why they deserve recognition. Registration stops May 12th, so be sure to get in your nominations. It's Steve Scafidi's Salute to Service right here on WTMJ. All right, Tommy's last show. Justin Garcia is here. Um, it sounds from uh, an outside perspective, Justin, like you and Tommy have had a tumultuous relationship. Would that be accurate? Yeah, absolutely. Was it, was it mostly his fault or yeah. was it you and I are older than Tommy? Uh, I'm older than you, but I know sometimes we get set in our ways. What... Um... <laughs> Wow, your mom thinks I'd mock my mom too. <laughs> Listen, he, see where I get it from. You see, there, wow, this, this is, it was. I I was wondering why it took so long. I was waiting for another text. There was there had to be something coming up. Is your mom drinking tonight? No, you? she doesn't the, drink or any okay. of that. She's she's confident. That's that's how I describe her. She's very confident. What happened to that's you? Very good. I'm a very confident person too. Yes, you are. What started the troubles, Justin? Was it uh, was it this confidence, this bravado that Tommy seems to like to demonstrate that uh, caused the upsetment? I really don't know. I feel like I looked out for him quite a bit here. I treated him to a dinner of sorts in the market hall here a, a couple of times, one wow. of which he mocked me for. What? Uh, um, that could have been its own drive through window, actually. I'm pretty sure I also have offered when we've gotten food. And taking cash, ordered it through my Very ungrateful. You know what I mean? And didn't I do something? And that's why you were like, let's get dinner or whatever? I don't remember what it was. But. Uh, well, I'm just a nice guy. And yeah, I like to true. look out for yeah. the producers that I work with. Um, <laughs> it's things like that. Yeah, that uh, Tommy just tries to <laughs> nudge in there and, well, actually. Yeah. It's all the well actions. Other than that, uh, it's a pretty enjoyable experience to work yes. with uh, with Tommy. He showed up on time. And did his job. So, Tommy, congratulations on a job done here at WTMJ. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yes. I, uh, listen, I, it's funny because I've worked with a lot of people, um, at WTMJ and they've all uh, had their charms and stuff. Tommy struck me as a guy who really likes being in radio, which, Justin, you can attest to this. It's There's, very rare. There, it is very rare, right, that people go, this is what I want to do. Even knowing all that goes with it, Tommy, you know, I didn't have to ask Tommy to come up with a drive through window open. He just, he said, hey, I, I did this. What do you think? And I was like, oh, this is really good. And then then you uh, you did another one. You did another piece of production, and he's pulled some things, and he's always, until tonight, was always on top of his game. It was um, so bad to miss that tonight. Like of all days, <laughs> it, was, it was a bad look. I could not believe that. That's crazy. It's better on the last day than the first day. Yeah, also fair. Yes, but I worked with a guy for a long time at another radio station, and he's my podcast co-host. And I was always, I always felt good, and it probably didn't mean much to you, but people would text and say that you reminded them of him, and. To me, that was a great compliment because he he's really good and loves radio. And, and you, these people liked him. 
And people liked okay. him, you know. Um, it's but a good, big part, yeah. yeah. They also knew that they also knew that you would somehow turn on me. They sensed it, but that's okay. And you would leave Just us a lot faster than you. Yeah. Well. Well. Listen, I, Tommy. It's like the old joke. Uh, we don't have to run down the hill. Look it up. It's about a dad cow and his uh, dad. Uh, <laughs> Is this when Jim Henson his, his doesn't like Kermit the Frog talk it's, anymore? It's, up, it's close. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just like that. I don't I don't have to move fast, Tommy. <laughs> but in all seriousness, uh, you know, I I wished you good luck the other night, and I mean that sincerely. It's very exciting what you're going on to do. Uh, personally, I will miss having you on the show and working with you. So uh, nothing but the best, and thank you for all you've done so far. And that's about as that's about as sincere and uh, maudlin as I can get, really. Uh, just know that I wish you the best, and uh, tell your mom to ease up on the text. I, I don't know, know what's I know. going on. I'm sorry, she, she I'm saved sorry it for all it. for the end. She she did. She went out with it. I appreciate no, her listening. She, she's I'll, fine. I'll thank we, you yes. guys. You guys have been awesome to work with as well. I think you guys is, you know, role models, mentors in a way. You know, even if. Justin doesn't want to be. That's okay. I, uh, I had a great time and seriously loved my entire year I've gotten out of here at GKB. At where? Oh, good karma, Brad. I yes. was like, did he forget the, did nope. he forget nope. the call letters? All right. WTMJ. <laughs> I work for a different company as well. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, listen. Uh, that's it. Justin, thanks for coming on. I hope just because Tommy has abandoned us doesn't mean we can't still get together and, and badmouth him. Um, so thank you for coming in tonight. Uh, Tommy, as always, thanks for, uh, thanks for everything you did. Best of luck. Thank you for listening and being part of the show. I will talk to you again tomorrow night at 6. Have a great night. News comes your way after this on WTMJ.